Welcome to the Sovereign Woman podcast. My name is Kalika Sharma. I am the host of this podcast. I am a women's sacred circle facilitator and transformational coach and I guide women into their sovereignty. And I believe that all women have the capacity to own their inner voice, to know themselves deeply. And it's often our life journeys that get us to a place of this deep knowing. I'm very happy to share the interviews here on the podcast. These I have done uh, with amazing women in India who I believe represent women's voices and truly care about women's upliftment and women's issues. So I hope you enjoy them. These are from a feminine sovereignty retreat that I had online during the pandemic and I'm happy to share with you all these interviews. Enjoy. So welcome Savita uh, to the Feminine Sovereignty Online Retreat. Um, so I am just going to introduce about the retreat. Um, it is part of a program called Feminine Sovereignty, which is a transformational program for women uh, who want to undo the intergenerational patterns that they have been uh, conditioned to and to really become sovereign with their inner voice. Uh, the program has five parts, uh, self-commitment and reliance. Is, it's the foundation part because everything else rests on that. Uh, and then there's original wounding, which is what we inherit, the stories we inherit from our families and society, etc. as women, and how we can let some of those things go. Uh, then the intuitive body, really tuning into our bodies as women, our menstrual cycle, how we tap into food, how we don't burn out, etc. And then um, moving to the energy, like it's not so much about balance of masculine and feminine, but uh, these energies are contained in all of us and how we uh, become aware and self-accept uh, around those energies. And finally, um, we uh, we'll dive into leadership and visibility for who you really are in your soul. So um, this particular interview with Savita, um, who is a very special person to me, because uh, Savita, you've been on my own journey uh, from when I was committing to this business that I was going to start. Uh, it was three years ago now, right? Uh, so Savita was my business mentor. And uh, to tell you a little bit more, uh, I just... Savita is a business coach and she's a mentor and uh, yeah, she has an MBA in marketing uh, and she had a difficult pregnancy at one point. And so she started uh, really questioning her own uh, business, like, you know, how she had taken off in her business, etc. And uh, she then started an image consulting path. Uh, she became, uh, she was on the, uh, Savita, you can correct me later if anything is not accurate. Uh, but uh, 
the Image Consulting Business Institute of India. And then, uh, so not, then she just became an international coach. So you're you know, coaching uh, across six countries. And as of late, uh, you know, this is a little bit, I know a little oldish information, but as of late, you're on the Forbes Council of Coaches. And uh, it's a very pre as prestigious as it gets for a coach. Uh, and I'm sure there are lot, lots that happened in the middle of what I said. And, you know, uh, I just leave that to you to fill in the blanks and uh, talk a little bit about uh, your own background. Sure. Um, yeah, first of all, thank you for having me here today. And uh, thank you for inviting me to be a part of this program. I think it's a uh, it's the need of the hour. I think today women are opening up. There's so much that is happening. Um, and I think this is really um, a great, it's going to be a really great uh, retreat. And I feel like there's so much value in this. So thank you for having me. And I'm grateful and honored to be a part of this program. Uh, thank you. I'm so happy you're here also. And uh, I'm, I just want to say that like, I myself have been handheld by you on the self-commitment thing. And when watching you, you know, grow as well as in your coaching practice, et cetera, and like just through social media and everything. And we worked together before and all that. Uh, I, I want to know from you, like, what is it in your journey? I mean, now, of course, you're way established. It's very, you know, uh, it's very different. We see you today. And it all looks perfect. And it's like, wow, how can I be like Savita, you know? But uh, what are some of the things that, you know, of course, we, I know I read about the, the difficult pregnancy you had, but what were some of those points in your life where you really felt, you know, it was like a breaking point where you had to decide, like, you know, I'm making this commitment to me. And now, like, everything else around is very demanding, but, but now this is about me. You know? Yeah. Actually, my if when you ask me this question, I'm looking back to my own journey. And it's not often that you go all the way back to college. College is always fun. And I really was the most chilled out. I would say had zero ambition. I barely made it to class. And I think the first uh, shocker was, uh, actually the first motivation was when my parents said, we'll get you a bike. And those days that was like my dream to have this bike that was freedom. And then I could go wherever I wanted. So they said, you know what, if you actually, because I was barely showing up to college, I was really on my own uh, with my friends and all of that. So when my parents said, we are going to get you a bike, I said, uh, if, you, if you got through and their goal was, okay, you have to get through right and then they were like you know what we would not want to keep it so bad we don't we don't want you to just get through if you can make it to first class for those who are watching anything about 60 percent uh we'll be like really thrilled i was like yeah i mean okay i really wanted the bike but then i was like you know this is really too hard like who's going to really study so much and you know i'm the person who studied every single day of my life and I put in all those nerdy hours till my 12th standard so after that I really took a break in my graduation so I had something happened strangely was I didn't try too hard but I actually ended up standing like fifth in the Bangalore University results I was like you know including my father and me we checked our score my scores again <laughs> <laughs> because we were like how can it be and I wasn't sure 
and so you know i didn't push the bike thing too much with my parents because again i wasn't sure that these are my marks what if they wake up you know 6 months later and said actually that wasn't you we've corrected your score <laughs> so i kept quiet and then the bike came and then it was very strange that i started this uh, graduation pro uh, post graduation program as doing an internship i got offered um, a job and they said um, you know come and do the sales job with a pharmaceutical company and at that point i hadn't really thought of a job i hadn't thought of anything i was like yeah we'll see you know i was living life literally very mindfully present one day at a time but in the wrong way no no plans and then i started this job and strangely something happened to me something clicked suddenly i was responsible uh, people were expecting me to do this job it was this danish company um i was valued um i discovered something called the work ethic and i realized that i have pretty good work ethic if i set up if i commit to something and if i'm I, i you know i'm really responsible and from that moment on actually i really became very aware that i had these commitments and i wanted it and i want i felt good when i did well at work so that was one right and then um went on to through corporate india and through corporate india i started to do well i was i suddenly realized i'm also ambitious a little bit uh, i was competitive all of these things i didn't have during my graduation mm-hmm. um and then of course i did my mba i wasn't very competitive in my mba but i just wanted to do well get through i think when it came to education it was let me get through but when it came to work i was very committed to everything that i did so the first thing to answer your question is i became extremely i i discovered that i had a very strong work ethic and my yes was yes and my no was no right if i said i will do this come what may i would do it i didn't think about the hours i didn't think about all of that so that was like my um really like my first trigger when i started to realize but later on in my career so i spent 17 years i grew through my career um when i started to have this so there was something that happened before my difficult pregnancy i was in a dream job uh which was like i was head hunted it was like this amazing role that i was um i was offered i took this job and 6 months later i got fired now i don't uh, i mean the back story to that is very different but when i got fired i never expected to be fired because i had been a star player and for me it was failure in a way that i never thought i would experience and i took it really hard which means i spiraled a little bit i spiraled a lot into depression uh, i lost my confidence uh, and then i was like really do i need to show up like who cares because i'm not that good at my job and then i went through my pregnancy and that was hard as well so you know when i did my ivf i did ivf and my doctor told me that i just have a 2% chance i was like what have i got to lose i'm anyway at my version of rock bottom i'm going to go through this so that really was a turning point when i said you know i'm going to go through it it's okay i'm not doing really well at work i'm not doing really well apparently in life i want to try this ivf let's see what happens and that mindset shift for me um it really had a positive impact and i had a very successful pregnancy and from that moment on i didn't look back i was like you know what i'm going to go and live my life not according to what everybody else wants me to be or what everybody else's idea of success is for me right now at this point my child being with my child is my idea of success and a little later it became having being a mom and having my business starting something uh, creating something from the ground up 
um, became something that I loved doing. So uh, it was just those things, those decisions where something happened and I was like, you know what? Uh, I started dropping a lot of these barriers and uh, what everybody else thought was success and started to decide what I wanted for my own life. Uh, but it really came from a place of confidence and then when I had small mini successes that actually grew my um, ability to show up and, you know, um, really drive my own, uh, be the captain of my own life, so to say, right? Because until then, uh, you know, the corporate world, it's like, oh, did you get that promotion? Uh, he did well, she did well, that one's a VP. Uh, why am I not? I put it, it was all about that. But suddenly when I stepped out and I didn't think about it, things started to happen for me even without really um, getting after it simply because I started to show up. So I hope that answers your question. Yeah, very, very much. And it's, uh, thank you for sharing, like right from your younger days in college and right up till today, like I think that it's it's common, you know, for young, when you're younger, it's uh, a younger woman, for example, might, uh, I've been through the corporate, uh, you know, so there's a lot of, if you do well, it's great. If you don't do well, it's, uh, you know, you, you feel judged or you lose your confidence because of that. And, um, and then when you move to being an entrepreneur, you had made your own, you became your own person. And then you are your own judge about how much do I want to do about something or not. Yeah. And that is in a way a better, a better, better to decide than, uh, you know, someone in a corporate job telling you, you know you're not you're not working well or whatever judgment it is on your performance right yeah and same thing with what you said about university like you know there's some marks and you're like oh yeah. I, this is the marks like I, I didn't know that i i was that smart or i don't even believe this you know yeah. so it's always like someone else is telling you whether you are smart or you're not smart you know and some of some i've noticed that some of the most smartest well uh, um, successful uh, women are often they they were not very good at school they were not very good at academics or anything so these are all like the societal judgment on on us that about you know uh, yeah so I think that's not but I think what you said about when you decided you know to have your your child and the, the birth was it was it went well um, and I think that was like you literally you switched off that your mindset like just it had to change because of something else and I think that's a really a beautiful point you made because now it's about your child now it's about something and that's actually often a point when the commitment um, increases right it's like uh, so do you want to talk a little bit about how uh, uh, have you seen this happening with uh, some of the women you work with that because of some uh, something external, maybe another responsibility that itself would make you more committed or is this, is this even like valid? Like, what do you think? I think it's especially true when you have children, right? Mm. When you know that what you do um, and what you achieve in your life can have a positive impact on another human being, you always feel, um, like you become more committed and for women that's a big trigger women have been conditioned to serve others so when they find out that hey you know what by me showing up it changes the life of xyz person 
they show up more uh, and that's also it's a paradox right because on one side they show up because of some other trigger and often we are saying hey you're not showing up for yourself mm-hmm. uh, but yeah it does sometimes an external responsibility does does it often it can be the trigger and then it's your own journey it can be like the catalyst but then you know it the, the remaining the commitment and all of that that comes up is up to you it's the person that you are that's very interesting actually you're right like it's 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 it is a kind of a paradox because it's like it's some external and then it's not yeah. uh, so it's not you now you're just but it it's like you know i also agree with you that it is very normal and it's it's actually more like in the feminine maybe to be in service and giving and doing for others is it's if it's natural to you yeah. uh, it, it tends to be it works for you if you start a business because you are your service oriented nature it actually helps uh, yeah what you're doing as well right and women are uh, givers right born givers born yeah yeah born, uh to uh not just service you know and i mean it in a very positive way uh women have a natural nurturers so for, i think it comes easily to people when the catalyst is children when it's another human beings well being uh, it comes quite easily to women i feel yeah yeah for sure and so i feel like it's a strength that can be played up because it's it's natural to yeah. many women maybe not all but many but yeah and and i guess on the other end of it is the other issue which is that you know you see these women who are like very depleted because of everything they've given away and they uh, so that's actually where you know this whole self commitment uh, piece is about how uh, like i'll give you an example in my circles also right like if when women come they they sometimes because it's a 2 hour experience and they they're not able to really make that time or you know even if they are there there'll be like 20 people walking in the background uh, in the room where they are and demanding things from them and they just have you know they're not able to give their own self that little bit of time yeah so that that level of self commitment is um it's kind of really uh Uh, are there some women who's completely unaware that it even exists yeah because it's not modeled for them maybe and they've not experienced it um and i think sometimes it's also awareness they're not aware that there can be a different way or mm. this is a different way right i feel like sometimes women who've been in the workplace you you you're modeled it you see it around you and so it you you say oh okay this this is something i should be doing yeah why not if this person can come in i can also do that right but often it's not it's like you do this plus you do everything else that's sometimes how um that's sometimes how their lives can become because of the different demands that somebody has and they've not been able to set up those boundaries because they don't know it's not that they don't want to often they don't know that this can be like they feel compelled to uh not take some time this guilt in taking that time off it may it feels selfish so yeah i think all of those are challenges when when it comes to being self committed um and i think they don't often people don't see it as i need to show up and deliver at my work it's like i need to show up here and there and like do all of this and that's when everything gets a bit you know hazy 
challenges yeah tell me from your personal experience like you are now you are really there because you are wife you are a mother you are a, a you know a, a coach so like in these different areas you do need to be here and there and there and there yeah uh, so if you can just give an example of and and i think the word you use very rightly is boundaries like so there are these different worlds where you're playing these different roles as a woman and so uh you know maybe if you just talk about your day i think that itself would inspire uh, others because it's like it, it do people do wonder like how does she do it you know yeah so here's the answer there's no such thing as perfection there's no such mm-hmm. thing as everything being the same every single day right i mean there are some basic things that i do follow um and i have to say that it also came from having spent so much time as much as you say you know in the workplace and corporate india and all of that when i was a student i wasn't very organized but when i came into the corporate world i became more structured all of those so all of the good things about being um working with teams working with people all of these i picked up so for me i'm i try to be really organized now do i win at it every day no i fail quite often right um but i try to be very organized i plan my week well in advance um and you're like that right and this mm-hmm. thing would happen because it's been planned uh, if you had to ask me two days ago saying hey savita can we do this to us i would have been like no mm-hmm. right and that brings me to the third, second next thing that i follow very very clearly now right i fail at this a lot and this is something i personally struggle with i say yes a lot to a lot of things mm. i have to learn to say no and what happens is that you really have to prioritize and say if i say yes to this what's the payoff right what am i giving up to be showing up for this um so really being clear about your priorities being very organized calendaring my days I also do something called as like team days so I know that hey you know on Mondays I do all my coaching or or you know like now now it's changed so it changes and I I it really it's not a one sh- one size fits all it's mm-hmm. not the same every month it may not be the same every week but I try to change so at the uh, end of each week I sit down and I plan my next week and usually with most um calls appointments uh coaching sessions they are scheduled two weeks in advance so if something comes up on the fly someone says hey can you do this i really have to like check and sometimes i say yes without checking and that's when i have a lot of like you know um i have i have overwhelm on those days but being organized having a structure in place Uh, calendaring having like a plan saying okay most mondays i'm doing this tuesdays i'm doing this so batching is also something that works having said that do i feel guilt all the time because i'm a mother and i feel like when my child is around and she's on a device i think like no you know i shouldn't be doing this can i go and like why should why am i not engaging her maybe i should be doing something baking but then you know here's the thing also you can't be baking every single day you have to find qualitative stuff that you can do so i try to schedule an hour with my child um during the day where i'm spending one on one time with her i'm saying this is above like did you eat are you like meals and school work and pandemic has really hit my my perfect organized week 
uh, because everybody's in everybody's space and uh, but I do depend heavily on a support staff uh, I cannot survive and without my team of staff they are my A players uh, so without them I can't survive so I do have help um, and then of course I get my husband to partner up a lot right now um, I, I mean everybody knows like I take like the hour like post 11 o'clock um, I, I mean you know I'm not really around and evenings which is when I do more of my deep work uh, my husband takes on he, he makes sure that my daughter's having her meals getting changed putting her to bed all of those things but we really partner up like I tell him when it's a busy time everybody knows my schedule right now my even my child my dog who can bark during an interview and it picks up on the recording everyone knows so being very transparent and communicating not expecting others to just know that oh I'm busy but busy with what busy now don't make noise or don't like show up so they know exactly when they can or cannot come and you know interrupt me so I've also learned to kind of preempt things that's one thing that I do in my day is uh, I look at my day and I don't plan my own calendar Kalika I plan my kids calendar as well so I know what's happening so it's a lot of planning organization but I fail a lot it's not perfect um, I try to do this at least I, I mean I, I hit a 70% it's great it's a win I hit a 80% it's like a great win but you know I allow for 20% fails and flexibility and changes and dynamic like this morning I was supposed to get a vaccine I haven't got a notification for my vaccine so I had to cancel now I know that means that on another day I'm going to have a really yeah you're right because I have to reschedule this so yeah I mean you just make it work but I am very committed that if I have said that I'm going to show up at this time for this person I show up I feel sometimes that people can be a little flaky and say oh you know what I can't or change I'm not so I'm, I, I stick to because it's planned um, and I respect everybody else's time as much as I want my own time to be respected so that's something that works for me um yeah so that's the behind the scenes for uh, what my and it's so it's actually uh, i'm getting so many insights from what you're sharing because uh, it sounds like the big theme is uh, planning and future seeing you know so that you can make all these things happen you know and again i think that is also it's uh, an untapped potential in so many women because we again intuition intuition is the ability to see into something that doesn't exist right now yeah and uh, and uh, i think you you're really actively using intuition to do all this planning and all and any woman who is in, who is tapped into intuition can do it you know i'm sure they can yeah. um, and um, and then yeah of course there's the other other element of then you know tap into your intuition but then put it in your calendar also yeah. so that it's scheduled and you know all of these things and the other thing you know that i also really respect you for is that integrity of showing up you know when you yeah. you give your word you you follow through whatever word you've given to anyone right you yeah. follow through or if you can't then say no if you can't say yes don't be wishy-washy about it yeah. that is part of commitment yeah. i can't handle flaky i wouldn't want anyone to do it to me so yeah anyone to do it to the other person and really if you want to be respected if you want to be considered I am very when we say work ethic what is work ethic it's about putting in the hours knowing when you got to put in the work knowing uh, you know what's your priority but also you know you have to be professional 
Uh, and if you don't get that, you can really damage your business, your reputation, your and and it's not a happy place for anything, right? Personally, it's not like you're going to be like not showing up uh, in the workplace and feel happy in your personal life. I think it has a ripple effect on everything. And I use my intuition a lot. Um, having said that, uh, planning is a big theme, whether in business or in my personal life. Uh, I have to plan a week, a month. The content has to be planned out. That and now I'm learning to rely on team members, so I can slowly, you know, uh, let go of some things which I hold on so close to my heart and say, "Only me. I'm the only person who can do this." Which is again a part of the perfection syndrome. It's work in progress. Yeah, and also the whole delegation to others. Like a, a lot of women just try and struggle to do everything on their own. Yeah. without getting any help you know uh, or um, yeah and i think part of like in all in everything you've described i'm wondering do you carve out me time just me time yeah i try really hard uh, to carve out uh, me time um, you know now in the lockdown it's even worse uh, because you know earlier it would be that but i do it in different ways like when i come in um i'm right right now sitting and talking to you in my office room this is my own space so when i start my day i am journaling over here mm-hmm. um i am sometimes uh taking a moment to meditate when i've had a lot of device time i am taking a moment to say okay you know what let me let me just step out i have a beautiful terrace with plants in there i go out and get some sun like i just like you know so i won't say hey i have 3 hours of me time but i try to make time during the day uh one thing that i love doing is now because everybody's at home and in lockdown um i like to have my tea every evening uh with my family like with my husband we sit down in our balcony and you know we do that um so yeah i mean i try to do these small things it's not big pieces of uh, thing uh so that's my me time i also have me time like i can i need to switch off in the night before like after my work i wind down and i wind down by reading or watching or something sometimes i don't watch i don't i'm a binge watcher so i can't do too much of the watching but uh, my go to's are journaling my go to's are meditation my go to's are um, i sometimes do affirmations just sit down and aff- uh, do affirmations uh, quiet time uh, it's important i have to remind my remind myself that you have to do this and then my tea time that i like to do when it's not lockdown i actually like to now it's become uh, you know i had taken a lot of time away from exercise but now it's added back i go for walks plus having a dog makes it easier so i do spend time with uh, my my dog as well and then with my daughter we do some stuff right we do either games so in that one hour again i still feel it's me time and i feel really good because in that one hour i've done something which is also something that i like and she likes so yeah i try to make those little uh, bits in the day yeah that's it's a handful you know how much you're handling is really a handful and yeah. it's like um, but still you i think it's it, like you said you know you You, there's quite a few things you do you know the journaling even if it's a cup of tea like i really feel that these small things are sometimes the uh, you know it's like you're almost remembering that yeah this is what i like and i like this this 15 minutes is it's mine you know and i'm enjoying it and i'm enjoying this cup of tea it's a simple thing yeah. but uh, it, it's uh, sometimes we really just deny ourselves these little pleasures you know 
um, I feel when I describe it, people always be like, oh my God, you do so many things. But you know what? My meditation is, uh, I'm not trying to like, throw out all the thoughts from my head it's my five minutes ten minutes sometimes I do guided it's 10 minutes my mm. journey is sometimes answering just one question right and I keep like a book handy and sometimes I'm, I may not be journaling but I may be ideating right I'll, I'll do that uh and when I'm making tea it's 15 minutes I'm brewing it I'm just standing there and looking at it and then you know I'm like thinking so it feels like I do a lot mm. but actually it's all of 10 minutes 15 minutes but that's quite a bit to recharge uh, and then you get back. I'm trying to get better at sleep, of course. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Sleep is, uh, is it because like you're a high achiever and you have, well, you do have your hands full of other things. And- yeah. So, you know, Kalika, what happens is that with my, like I recently launched, launched a podcast for people who don't know. In March, I launched a podcast called The Success with Savita Podcast. And uh, one of the things that I did was, uh, I didn't anticipate the amount of work that it takes. So I do get a lot of guests and stuff. Plus I'm also coaching clients uh, on international times. So if I've had a late call, I'm wired. Then the wind down process takes me uh, longer. And often it is like, you know, oh, let me check. I've not looked at social media for a while. Quickly, let me check. So then suddenly one hour has passed. You've done nothing, but just like, you know, uh, you know, you could have slept, but you didn't. And so that's something that I struggle with sleep at this time, uh, getting my eight hours. I do sleep well when I do sleep, but, you know, not allowing that that one hour before is something that I'm working on right now. I always have something that I'm working on in my personal life, in my professional life, something that I'm learning, something that I'm working on constantly. Uh, right now in my personal, uh, for me personally, there are two things. One is to fix this one hour before sleep so I can get to sleep without device time and stuff. The second is, it's very strange, you laugh at me, but I type the letter my, I, I'm slightly dyslexic and I've always been so my spellings can get all over the place when I'm typing and I can't sometimes because I read it right so I can't even see that I made a mistake so I make a mistake when I type the instead of t-h-e I always type t-e-h really? okay and then <laughs> after that it's like it's such a pet like such a micro thing but it's irritating me because I'm sitting and then hitting and this happens so now I've consciously trying so this is my this month's correction oh my fix this so you know there are these small things that i'm working on which keeps me going and then i feel good about i know you must be thinking this is so great yeah i mean it's like uh you know like i thought you like the other things seem like such bigger problems and this is like wow you i didn't even know you're dealing with such a thing but it's interesting to know and i think uh maybe um Maybe, you know, these things are not, uh, especially T-H-E and that, that kind of spelling, it can even like sort of go unnoticed, like it can pass off, right? As a typo or something. It can pass off because, but all the time when you're writing a long mail, <laughs> the spelling, <laughs> yeah. and then, you know, I'm spending a few minutes to correct all of it. So I'm like, you know what, why am I not fixing this? Is it so hard that I can't fix this, that I can't type because it's now automatic i type it everywhere it's so ingrained so i'm kind of trying to change the brain (laughs) my brain the way it is wired so yeah i mean it's crazy but it's something that but it keeps me like if i can get this i feel good i feel good that i'm like working on this stuff there are a lot of big things and i work on them 
but then uh, this is something also that I pick on and that is my way of being you know uh, my own type A over there yeah I understand and I guess it's like uh, I think it's really uh, a very it's a very interesting example for some, from someone like you you know uh, because you know it's like people be like, oh, maybe Savita struggling with something completely different and she's actually just solving a spelling mistake. <laughs> I do struggle with a lot of things. And this is one of them. And I pick a small one. I can't handle, I can't solve everything on the same day, but I'm trying to correct something slowly. Yeah. Yeah, and I love this approach of yours because you even when you said about journaling, you're like, I'm just answering one question. It looks like I'm doing many things. You're just taking one thing at a time and then you're solving one issue at a time. And, and it, it just, it, but when someone sees you in the big picture, you know, you've done so much, but you're actually doing like one small thing at a time. And, and that's a very, uh, it's very, uh, it's a very inspiring thing actually to learn from. Actually, you know, it's the micro, uh, it's like um, what the Japanese call, um, they have a word for it. Um, but uh, it's the micro kaizen right like you're making micro corrections and that leads to this massive uh, growth and massive improvement wow small micro corrections over a period of time that you know gets you makes you better makes you better at something i'm gonna write i'm gonna look it up later the kaizen yeah and i think that's such a it's actually a very nice word maybe for commitment because that's what commitment is it's like Continuous improvements. Yeah, tiny. Yeah, and just agreeing to do that. You, no one is saying, okay, you know, you can't. You don't know what will happen ten years from now. We didn't know there would be a pandemic, yeah. right? Yeah. But we decide if you were anyway taking small steps towards your business, you will still be doing it, whether there's a pandemic or no pandemic or whatever it was, right? Yeah. So, tell me a little bit about how the pandemic uh, shifted uh, for you, like the. Your Kaizen, like, how did that change? Actually, the pandemic affected me um, not in a very good way because I consider myself to be a highly productive person. Like, you know, with my team and me, sometimes my team is like, we can't keep up with you, you're fast. Um, so, you know, and sometimes people are like, yeah, uh, you know, you need to check this. I'm like, yeah, it's done, I've done. They're like, yeah, I don't even know why I'm reminding you because obviously you would have done it. Uh, it's not something that I do like, like like thinking I have to beat everybody to it. It was something where I felt like I was very efficient, very highly productive. Because I used to have those chunks of time, my kid was at school and uh, I was in this like, hey, get through a bunch of work. But the pandemic hit and it really took me some time to recoup myself and pull myself socks up and get back to um, finding this way so what has impact is that earlier I would wake up and I would take you know my morning was a lot more like slow living slow morning I like slow living slow morning for my personal home life especially but now I wake up far earlier and I wake up at 5 30 and sometimes you know like if there's some learning so I have a learning thing that I do I'm constantly learning there's either a program a course something I'm learning so I call it my learning up so I moved my learning or some deep work um, or something that I find really hard to get through. I start to do it in the morning and then, you know, I get my kid up and then she has her classes. She still has school. It ends in June. 
uh, get her ready for class. That's when I then do whatever I need to do at home, get my teeth, get all the house going. And then after breakfast is when I start my actual people interactions. I realize I need a little time in my day. I can't wake up and go, 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 go. Uh, especially with energy, right? I need to manage my uh, energy and other people's energy. So that has changed for me the way I plan my days. Um, I took some time to, um, you know, find this new normal way of living. Uh, having said that, um, I feel like I've slowed down in terms of my productivity, which is now in, uh, over the year, since it's been a year of the pandemic, second round of lockdowns, uh, child at home. Now I've pivoted my business model. Earlier I used to do a lot of one-is-to-one coaching. Now I'm stepping back and I'm only focusing on group speaking engagements. Um, so yeah, I'm trying. So my business model is pivoting to be able to manage this new uh, way of living. Interesting. Yeah. As you was going to ask you about that, like when each, uh, when, when like for a woman entrepreneur, right, who Self-commitment, the meaning of self-commitment also changes, I think, with every yeah. level of, uh, like now you're on a level where maybe your previous definition doesn't work anymore and now you have to commit to other things and not this. So I guess it's like adapting to yeah. what's happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it is about change. And every level, right? When you In the early days, for example, in your business, it's all about getting the clients, getting the customers, getting your brand out there. Putting, so it's that kind of work. Then when you have established your brand a little bit, you're getting that steady set of clients, then you focus on processes, structure, uh, efficiency of creating content that is, you know, you have to keep leveling up yourself as well. You, I mean, you don't get what you want by being at the same place. Like if you do what you're always doing, you get the same result. So if you then want to grow from there, um, you will also have to kind of level up and you have to change. So each phase is different. Each year is different. Um, but I feel like, yeah, every one to three years, there is going to be a change in how you function, how you do business. Uh, again, depending on how you grow as well. Right. That's very interesting. And I think the level kind of keeps going. Higher yeah. Because once you achieve X, Y, Z, what's next? Yeah. You're not going to be like, hey, I did XYZ, let me sit down. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong, right? Yeah. That's what you wanted. That's your vision. You achieve that and fine. But for someone like me, it's like, okay, I did this. Now what else? Now what else? So every year I like having different goals to chase. And that's actually a really nice, uh, like we're almost coming to the end. It's a really nice uh, way, I think, of looking at self-commitment as like, it's not something you are like, you park it, you know, it's you, because no, actually no one is ever like, yeah, okay, I'm done. You know, like, I don't want to grow. Everyone has, at, maybe, maybe some grow slower, some grow faster, but yeah. everyone does want more all the time of whatever it is that, you know, and um, so they have to, at some point, like change and up level and all of these things, right? Yeah. Um... Also, when it comes to self-commitment and when you're going through these phases, I would say you have to know what you're chasing. You have to know what your vision is for mm. your life. And you have to commit to that vision. You know, it's, what happens is uh, a lot of people think this is my dream, but that dream remains an unachieved dream because there's so much that you need to change about you 
to be able to achieve that and often people are not willing um, to give up right on a comfortable life you don't get you don't achieve the biggest dreams being in a in your comfort zone right it gets a little challenging it's going to get a little going to take a lot out of you so i think that's something that people need to understand about uh when we are talking about self commitment i meet a lot of clients who don't know what it takes to kind of what goes into the making of uh whatever they want to go after right sometimes it may be a business let me give you an example it's a business but then they find out that oh my god i can't do so much it's a lot of work i can't do it right and then there are others who feel who have fomo <laughs> they're like i'm working very hard but the world is like you know i want that and i want this then you feel fatigued then you feel exhausted and overwhelmed so there's different things so with self commitment you have to commit to what your vision and dream is and that means sometimes you may have to give up something that is comfortable you want to do you it's going to be a harder journey so are you willing to do the hard things now so you can have an easy time later yeah wow and actually that reminds me of that the hustle the glam of the hustle we were talking about that right yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, that it looks so glam it looks well it looks uh like what everyone wants but the challenges the the sacrifices like you're saying you know the sacrifices you make for it are not really visible to the eye uh so that i think that's one of the yeah and also the hustle it's not like it has to be like i think that's what we were saying it shouldn't be romanticized romanticized yeah i mean to say it's not a badge of honor right it's not like oh my god look at me i work so hard and sometimes people are saying that all the time i put in 15 hours i put in 16 hours it's not something to be very proud of mm-hmm. uh, it means that you need to go back and it's okay you'll have phases like that right there are phases like that like for example right now in the pandemic doctors and frontline workers are putting in those hours but it's a phase mm-hmm. it's not sustainable yeah if you're playing the long game you need to know how to avoid the pitfalls of burnout overwhelm all of that so the good thing is that you use it when you need to there are going to be parts of your life and business when you need that so you're able to put in those hours you're able to push yourself but also know that i need to step back know and listen to yourself listen to your body and say i need to step back and it's not something great it's not something to show off saying hey look at me i work so hard that isn't the point the point mm-hmm. is you may have to do all of this but it's for a time it's for a, a period and it has to be sustainable otherwise it's i mean if it's not sustainable you're not going to be able to maintain it yeah yeah and i think all of what you said in this interview is like about that long run about the vision about planning about the future and seeing yourself that way and being able so i really feel like for me this the key takeaway is that use that ability if you're a woman use that ability to be because we are intuitive to to see ahead see yourself ahead yeah. and um and then the other bit which is like you know don't just take it for what it looks like there is a lot of there might be sacrifice and all but there's always the like the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow right yeah <laughs> so yeah and what to uh, uh what is like the one uh, to wrap up what is the one piece of advice you would give um a woman um who is starting out a business or trying to scale up or something so what is some of the um 
what would you say about mm. how her commitment should be to herself okay first is i think don't be afraid uh, a lot of people feel like if they're afraid to take on a lot because they feel my life is going to change in so many ways will i be because we are always going to be doubting ourselves we have all suffer from most people have imposter syndrome right um so the first thing is don't be afraid what are you afraid of you got this right what's the worst that's going to happen having said that it's this is about the mindset saying okay i'm going to go all in but having said that do your research um, do your homework don't get into something or any step that you want to take whether in business career or uh, you know whatever role that you're playing right now if like just take figure out what you really want have clarity on your dreams stay close to that dream and see what comes in your path because when you are committed to your goals you're committed to your dreams you will find that the universe actually clears the obstacles in its own way the universe is working with you and not against you you've got to remember that um so don't be afraid progress over perfection don't fall <laughs> don't succumb to the perfection syndrome we all as women we all yeah um, struggle with this yeah. okay and um, if you can't do everything it's okay give yourself a break you did like i was i think i was sharing this with you women tend to put a lot of things on their to do list they get to uh, you know they finish 8 out of 10 and they still feel dissatisfied uh, i would say feel proud that you managed to get to 8 yeah celebrate celebrate what you yeah appreciate what you're able to do and don't like look at yourself with dissatisfaction for what you're not able to do and there's always going to be a way if you really 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 want it you're always going to find a way and it's there in you to find a way to do it and finally my advice is be ready to fail work on your mindset so be ready to fail i'm not saying like hey you know like use failure to fail forward which is what do you learn from it and how can you ensure that it doesn't happen again we don't use failure to stop you from doing what you want to do in life beautiful i love it thank you thank and, you uh, what are the what is the uh, the free gift that uh, you have included with this okay so we are talking so much about goals and vision i have a template uh, which you can download and print um where um i i ask you to list your three priorities for the day it's a goals uh, template so every week print out this or uh, you don't need to print it out you can just use the format to write it in your journal or in your uh, book and write list down what is the three goals what are you grateful for um what's important what are some affirmations you want to have so the goals template helps you do that so you can go to the link download it print it or not and then use it uh just as a guide to how you're going to plan your week ahead wow is this a lot and i think uh, it will be useful yeah me. yeah absolutely i think that you know we could use that i mean once you have i think once you write things down it it, it they tend to manifest better than yeah. if you don't write it down take some time putting pen to paper so that yeah. the action of going from your thoughts into thought onto the paper yeah yeah is is the art of visualization so it happens and you commit to it so you get what you focus on yeah. so if you focus on your top 3 for the week you get to do that thank you for that that's very generous of you and yeah that brings me to the end of the session so thank you sabita for being thank here. you 
thank you kalika for being here and all the best to everybody who's in this program i hope uh, you got what you wanted uh, to hear from me uh, feel free to reach out and thank you for having me here today